What is up, Podcast Nation? It's Pastor Freddie T. I'm so glad you're listening to the podcast. JV and I are back after two weeks of being off together. And, uh, man, it's just good to be back in the pocket talking about the Lord Jesus, talking about the sacred scriptures together, talking about all things real life. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast! JV, it's been two weeks, man. Two long weeks. You did something, apparently. Oh, I was driving down the road, and I just had this experience at... Yeah, I didn't listen to it yet. I did. It's it's like two minutes. Yes, in uh, my car. Friday community groups. So I said, I usually talk on Friday what I talked about on the podcast. I said, so you don't know what I'm going to talk about today. <laughs> I said because we didn't have one. He's like, yeah, we did. Freddie had one. It's like oh, I didn't even check. Gotcha. Yeah, two weeks ago. I mean, that seems like two months ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. It makes me. It you know breaks are good. Did you listen to it? Did I listen to what? Rachel and I's. Oh I, yeah. Oh come on. Oh of course. Max talked about it this morning. Dad, just tell him that when I peed in the cup, it felt really good to get to pee in the cup. You're, you, TMI, <laughs> cross, cross the line. I didn't. I re- thought you'd be so proud. I didn't realize what a, I didn't realize what a referee I was on the podcast oh here. Like, gosh, what? Ball. That is so, I don't even know the words to say to that. Okay. Hey, can I tell you how blessed I am? People don't get to hear this part, but Daniel Cox leads us in prayer. He does. Before we get on the podcast every time. And, um, it's, uh. I just love the way this man walks with God. You know, it's, uh, I was going to, when I, when he was praying, I, I do listen to what he says, but he has such clarity in his prayers. I, I just don't know that I have that clarity. I think if I'm praying for a specific pers- per person for a specific purpose, I have clarity. Daniel and I on Monday afternoon always pray for you that, you oh know, gosh. that the podcast would oh be gosh, enriching. It's a discipleship environment for you. That, We've got big goals for you, Jonathan. This is uh, your sarcasm is growing. I appreciate this. I, okay. I really, it's like you're growing up on me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so Daniel Cox has such clarity in his uh, focus and clarity. In his, I am his so prayer. glad to be back on the podcast with you. I think I am too. It's friend. a great Tuesday morning here in Clarksville, November. the The leaves have fallen. Yesterday, yesterday was my twins' birthday. They turned fourteen. Fourteen years old. We were just talking right before that. It's to the age now, if my kids were 14, I remember eighth grade and 14. Yeah, we were talking about school. School, yeah. We, you know, we moved to New York City a month before they were born. So it's like the twins' birth marks this big milestone in our life. But it's crazy. We were living on 19th floor. Susan's water broke. We went out, got in a cab. It that, had was, the, that was the first apartment. Second. Yes, first apartment. That's right. Upper West Side of Manhattan. I didn't Block from Central Park. We got in a cab. The, the middle seat was torn out, so she just waddled into the cab, shot through Central Park. We're like a month into New York, and I'm like, Who, whose life is this? This feels like a movie, you know? Twins were born at Mount Sinai. It was crazy. The doctor had to come in and flip Lily because she flipped when Elliot was born. He had to come in, and they at that time, Mount Sinai was the only hospital in the country that would deliver, rather New York City, was like the only place in the country that they would deliver a second twin breach because it's so dangerous. And um, there's a big time Jewish culture up there. 
in the Jewish culture didn't want to. At one time, there were more Jews in in New York City than there was in in Israel. How about that? That's a lot. That's crazy. And and they uh, they they don't want to have C sections. And I don't know everything behind that. You probably do, don't. but but as a but as a result, they like they just figure out how not to. So so these these doctors know how to flip a baby, so they don't have to you know. It, or they deliver and breach. Well, anyways, this doctor comes in and flips Lily, and it was absolutely crazy, and she was born. So 14 years ago yesterday, we celebrated. They had some family came over, roasted a hot dog. Daniel Cox came to their birthday one year. Remember that? Uh, and uh, same deal, bonfire in the back. They so had, 2008, they were born. Mm-hmm. That was good math, wasn't it? That was quick. So You've in, been working on that in since In 2008, a doctor podcast. delivered your twins on Mount Sinai. And how Mount many Sinai. centuries ago did God on Mount Sinai, deliver the law Mount Sinai to the hospital? Israel, deliver the law to the Israelites on Mount Sinai? After, after they <laughs> flipped Lily and she was born, they literally all high-five each other in the OR, and somebody yelled, only at Mount Sinai. <laughs> You got to be known for something, man. Hey, I'm serious. Like, so, so Elliot's born, Lily flips, and they're like, and they're like, uh, okay, we're, we're going to deliver in breach. And we're like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. We already decided we're not delivering the baby breach. So then somebody's like, okay, is Dr. So and so on the floor? And they're like, yeah, he is. Call him in. And then, like, a minute later, here he comes and he, like, steps right into his, like, gown and his scrubs, you know? But it was like, it was like Superman just entered the room or something. Did he have a hat, like the whole yeah, thing? Had, did, yeah. it, did it have the flipper on the front of it? <laughs> What's a flipper on the front? I don't know. Flipping the baby. He's the flipper. No, you're so funny. <laughs> Maybe he had little flippers on his back. <laughs> hey, this hour extra sleep. Look at me. I'm you like awake. I'm fire. ready to go. Flipper. Anyways, I'm so thankful for yes. Lily and Elliot. Yeah. I'm so thankful for Lily, the young man that Elliot is growing into. I'm really impressed with, he gets this from his mom, but what a loyal friend he is to his friends. Um, he's got such a great little group of friends, and he's super loyal, such a servant. He's He so easily defers to other people. It's amazing. And Lily, Lily, uh, you know, Lily just loves people, loves the Lord. It's amazing. So thankful to see them grow. And, you know, Lily... Hopefully she'll focus in on one thing. She's excited in about a lot of things, but she's gifted and creative and all the all the things. Love your kids. I love Happy that, birthday, you, I love that you love your kids. That yeah. you like to talk about them. How you doing, man? I'm good. The space Sunday morning. Oh, it's so finally great. here. It was finally birthed. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be, man. The screens. I, I <laughs> talking about your sarcasm is growing. I'm so like I said, I am so proud of you and your sarcasm. I was like, was he being sarcastic? Because those screens were great. Oh yeah, I, I felt like I was stepping. Uh, if we could pet your face on there or Eric's face uh-uh. on there, what do you mean our face? Do you mean like jumbotron? Yeah, no, we're like not going to do that. into it. We're not what? Like it's like you're right there. It's just oh, like, we're not. Third we're row. not going to do that. Okay. We're not going to do that because that like uh, I feel I like that like that that's like the the uh, weird the opposition of keep it real. I got it. Do you I, know I was, what I mean? I was just kidding, man. I just oh, I was no, just no, saying no. it was so big and that it's so question, close. That question actually came up yesterday. Pastor Timmy was asking me, and he's like, hey. I like I think we could do like like Jumbotron the the preacher if you wanted to and I was like oh yeah close up your face I don't, I don't know I don't know that I'll ever be comfortable with that you know because I feel like then it you you just begin to create a digital experience in person yeah you know like okay let's let's watch the preacher on the screen rather than watch the preacher yeah or the scripture on the screen or your own Bible as you're preaching. Okay. You're right. I mean, that, it is a definitely a step toward that, right? Yeah. It's definitely a step toward that. I mean, you know, so it's like, 
you know, I could be the old curmudgeon, you know, of like, no, we're not going to, you know, but I, but for me, it's not a, it's, this is the way we've always done it, but it's more of an ethos that we want to maintain. I got you. You know, let me go back. I love those screens. Uh, yes. That, I'm so glad you weren't on the screen. My <laughs> word in the brain dump about the screens was not sarcasm. I know. Oh, no, yeah. I was okay, giving okay. you a hard time about it. I was being sarcastic about your non-sarcasm. So what was your experience? Oh, Sunday? the screens, man. Just great. <laughs> no, and the space was big. It, it really was that much better. Did I ever tell you I always got dizzy in the Madison room? Have you, you ever had you this conversation? Was it because of the lights? I don't know, but wasn't dizzy. That's cool. So I, I just love the space. Uh, love the service. Huge extra space in the back. Let's just say it again. When you get there, sit, or sit front. Sit close front. Sit Please close sit front. in front of the three columns. Yeah, just sit front. It's good. And because it's, after, I, you know, in both services, mm-hmm. at the welcome, yep. at the call to worship, I had everybody stand up, come forward in front of those things. And within two minutes, like the whole section behind them was full. Yep. And so that just would have been such a mess if everybody had to come around that section in the back, you know. So I so appreciate everybody being willing to move forward. And talking about appreciation uh you said it uh sunday morning so i, I have a couple connections to those people that worked for months yeah, and man. weeks and days on this space and it came off to me completely seamless yeah yeah it's uh we've got we've got the best volunteers ever anywhere and we've got great leaders on our staff and their leadership shines so bright pastor tim's diligence and hard work to to get in that space and it was it was tricky because we we couldn't get in there just any time we wanted to and Saturday night was the first time that we set everything up. We had been in there a couple other times to set some of the things up, make sure those new projectors and the new screens were working and all of that and make sure we had enough pipe and drape, you know, all of that stuff. But Saturday night was the first time we set all of it up. And um it's 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 so, so wonderful to see people joyfully serving the Lord. It's interesting, Jonathan. I told I told the team Sunday morning, I said, We don't we don't burn out by serving Jesus too much. I think people I think people think think, well, I do too much and that's why I burn out. But what happens is is we burn out when our service outpaces our intimacy with Jesus. It it's 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 when we start serving him without him. It's when we start doing things for him, not with him. And and so I hope I hope that everybody's investing so much will just hear that loud and clear. Don't do it for him, do it with him. Don't don't do it without him. Do it, you know, let don't let your service outpace your intimacy. And what I what I mean by that, I'm like, does that mean you're clocking hours, the hours, number of hours you're serving versus spending? No. It's just mean that you you just take an honest reflection on am I serving out of the overflow? Or am I serving out of obligation? Let's serve out of the overflow. So for my community group leaders, the, the one or two that actually listen, that's let's be before we do. You, you, you can't do before you be. It's just an impossible <laughs> thing. You've got to be at the feet of Jesus to have his mind, to have his desire and love before you can actually do anything. That's Ephesians 2.10, which we'll get into second segment. Not to that. Let's not jump. You said something. You said, oh, yeah, Jonathan, he likes to dive deep right at the very beginning. So I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, uh, do you want to, can I just pivot if you appreciate the pun? Let's talk here. about the space a little more. Okay. Oh, about, my gosh. Like, then we'll pivot. No. The, um, the space is good. And we I lo- were talking about the screens, and this is interesting because I w- we were talking with our staff team about this, 
and we were talking about how on 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 one hand it's a little bit of a sad commentary <laughs> that like a screen and a projector like would mean so much to us right but at the same time i just i think there's a little bit of just kind of what it means to be human in what we're experiencing like we're we are embodied souls and that means something right like there will be a physical new heavens new earth right so it's it's not just this kind of we're going to we're going to fly away and you know be these spirit things no we're going to be embodied souls in the new heavens new earth so anyways i think when you walk into a space your experience of the space matters right and um i the the screens i felt like sh- shrunk the room and provided an intimacy in this large cavernous space that um that translated really really well i think it i think it provided a level of intimacy, both the size and the clarity of, of the screens. You know, I think it, it helped draw people in, uh, in a way that we were hoping for. I was really nervous, man. I mean, honestly, like I thought me of little faith or me of little vision, like I thought, um, we would just limp along for two years until we moved into the building because I just thought the Madison room is so beautiful and we're going to move into a gym. I knew I knew it was going to be more space for more people, and I knew that people would come, and I knew that people would be engaged because that's just what God is doing. But I didn't think that the experience would be as solid as it as it was. And I just give God thanks, man. Sound thanks. was great. Screens were great. Yes, the uh, the space was great. Shout out to Steve Hanchel. Shout out to our tech team. Yep, Josh Kazook, Craig Mace, Caleb. Eric saw Eric had to run up and down a couple of times. Yeah, to get some, batteries, out some batteries. Changed, batteries changing out. Uh, so yeah, when we could go on and on and on, it really was a seamless. I mean, it Jason was just, Young, all we, those guys. Back we just there. we just transferred it over. I, I love the space. I think uh, if you missed out on this Sunday, you have this Sunday to to make up for. Have your first experience in the new space. So, yeah, bring a friend. Bring friends. Bring two friends, friends if you can. All right. Anything else about the space, man? Uh, no, I don't think so. No good. Oh, I you know. Anytime you can shake up, shake things up, you know, with the church, it's a good thing, I think. It just kind of shakes things up. It keeps people alert on their toes. It's even better when when things have to be shaken up and it's not your choosing, <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's like, hey, we we, we did this because we had to, you know, you know it's, you know, but it's the result, I think, is good in, in shaking folks up. And if you were looking for the projectors, they were behind the screens, as I told Max. Uh, he was looking for the projectors the first 15 minutes. Where are the projectors, Dad? That's funny. They're behind the screen. They're backlit. Yeah, send us any tweaks. Like, any, you know, we, I mean, that's where our headspace is right now is what can we do to improve? So, um, you know, we're, we're putting some bathroom signs out. We're putting trash cans in the space, you know, little tweaks like that that we've identified. We're putting some music in the hallways as you come in. Um, but I- anything that you saw that can improve uh the quality of the experience on Sunday morning. Shoot us a line. Let us know. It's so funny. I'm not going to go down this rabbit trail, but yeah. coming into office this morning, coming into the podcast this morning, this word experience was on my mind. Oh, cool. But I'm not going to go with you. Hey, pivot. I have to. This, this Go for it, man. So if you get the joke, pivot onto your on your brain duck. Hilda Hoops. Pivot. You get it? Hilda Hoops. Pivot. You're so funny. You've been working on that. All no, week. I really haven't. I, I just, I, I loved your last sentence on the whole Hilda Hoops. The first one to get a 
technical fouls. At, oh my gosh, what are you doing? What what what, what kind? Of, what is that? What? Are you, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, this is a true story. Hilda Hoops is put on by Hilda Baptist Church over at the Family Life Center. Great organization. Man, they, they pump hundreds of Great. kids through that basketball thing. I mean, it's a machine. Quality basketball. I'm glad we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's. I mean, but they. There's so many ministry touches that Correct. they have, no doubt. Um, but it's man, it's a machine. Anyways, right now I've got two kids that are playing Hilda hoops. And uh, what was I going to tell you about that? Mm, technical foul. Oh yeah. Well, okay. It's humorous watching sometimes coaches, sometimes parents, you know, like lose it at a church league game, you know? Um, so it's pretty tame Sunday, but, um, but it is funny when I was, when I, <laughs> When I came home from the hospital after having COVID pneumonia, um, I was on prednisone for 90 days. Confession time. Prednisone <laughs> turns you into a monster, an absolute monster. I was having to apologize to people all the time. Well, doggone it, I went to these basketball games on prednisone. <laughs> Confession time. Oh, my God. I was, like, yelling at the ref so bad, you know. I was like, it's so crazy, you know. Oh, me. So, anyway, I had to, I, I had to bring that out. I'm true, sorry. True story. Chris, Chris Pittman. Scott Pittman. Yes, Scott, Scott Pittman. Who does a great job over there. Yeah. He he came over and sat next to me. You know, like one of those days I was on prednisone yelling, you know. I had a closing. All he did, he just came over and sat next to me. I had a closing with him one time. He's such a good dude. Dude, he is a great dude. Yeah. And I uh, had a closing with him one time. This is right after this happened, I think. He, I said, you know, I'm going to real life. And Freddie T said, oh, man, love Freddie T, but I got to tell you a story. <laughs> Are you serious? That's awesome. Oh, yeah, no, he told me. you about that. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? So I had to go. actually had to go sit next to him. <laughs> That's, Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. That's I don't lie. Hysteric. I'm sarcastic. I don't lie. That is hysterical. That is so. He is such a great guy. His wife is too. They're, they're great folks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we could go on and on and on this morning. Uh, any other? I'm uh, texting him today to tell him I was on prednisone. <laughs> I think he knew that. I don't know if he knew that. Maybe he didn't. Uh, all right. Anything else? on the uh on the brain dump or anything else before we jump into eric malloy oh eric yeah. a clear concise bold statement of the gospel unequivocal of what he said and so I, the, I so it. the preacher of the morning's name is eric malloy he's married to sarah they moved here from boston he's boston. from south carolina she's from washington they have a they have a call to plant a church here well man we're all about multiplying the gospel throughout clarksville in the world so when when he moved to town, somebody had said, Hey, you need to meet him. We synced up. We were like-minded and we said, dude, let's, let's go. So, um, they are investigating some possible opportunities with some possible buildings that, uh, like a dying church may give them their building to plant a church in, which would be amazing. And, um, so it's our aim and intention in 2023 to send them out as church planters from real life and um, maybe you're listening to this today and you're thinking, man, I'd love to go help them for six months or I'd love to go help them for a year or real life's getting too big for me. I want to be a part of a really, really, really small church. And you just go, I mean, they may not end up being a really, really small church out there on the north side, but all yep. church plants start like that, right? Yep. And um, anyways, he preached Sunday, did a great job, and yep. I'm fired up. He's got a meeting with that church in just a couple of weeks. So pray for this. Yep. Pray that God gives them favor. Uh, as he presents to this church out on the north side of town, because, you know, as as you know, as we've experienced, a facility is a linchpin for a church plant. We were meeting in a school, COVID booted us out. Now we're meeting in this place. There's a there's a deadline on the city forum. There's a, you know, 
and we're now we're building a building because we got to have a place to meet, right? And um, so there you and go. I see a see a church like that. I don't know much about it. I did spend two and a half three hours one day for lunch with Eric a couple of weeks ago. Oh, cool man, great great story. Yeah. Uh, great guy. He's really really has a, he and Sarah have a heart for what God is doing in and around them, which is what we'll talk about next segment. But I'll be quick with this. But don't know much about the church. But it is great to hear that there is always the remnant that God holds, even in a church that may be losing its membership. Sure. He always holds a core to have the baton and for them to have wisdom to keep the fire going. Absolutely. And it may not necessarily be under their leadership, and I think that's just a a great prayer that we can always do, that they can participate in what could be transitioning uh, to just something that God could be working in. I've got a question for you. Yeah. Amen what you just said. Thank you. <clears throat> so what do you think about us sending a church planter and encouraging people to go with them while we I think it's great. while we are preparing to build a building? I I I wish you could have been in our kitchen on Saturday night. Sunday night, Saturday night. I, I had this knife and this tissue and I was on the island showing Rachel what I believe this new building <laughs> and 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 the little logo, whatever you call it, uh-huh. the, the multiplying movement. Yeah, I, how I put the knife coming down from there right through the tissue that that the building that will be built. Yeah, is completely not an end. It is completely God's going to go right through the middle of it. Yeah, and and out of that going to be this burst, this horizontal burst. Yeah, man. I, you can't see what I'm doing, but Fred can. Yeah, and and how. At the same time, God's saying, let's not lose our focus here. Right. That we can do both. Right. At the same time, and can do it expertly yeah. and exquisitely. Don't you, Ooh, isn't, that, isn't that great? I like that, yeah. Is that what it, you're interested in? Yeah. I, I haven't really talked with a lot of people about it. To me, it's significant. Yeah. But I don't want to be walking around going, this is really significant, and nobody else see it. it it's significant, Fred. Because God did this. That's right. You've told the story about right. last elder meeting last May, and you're yes. like, we got to focus on the building. Yes. Chuck Colwell said, yes. hey, but what if somebody comes up? And yeah. what if we want to, you're like, no, 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 we got to focus on the building here. This is, <laughs> we got to focus. And, and right. you've said it on the podcast or church somewhere that, yeah, this yeah. is what God does. This is not yeah. about a church. This is not about a person. This is about God bringing his favor upon the people in, in a shotgun way. Yeah. It just happens to be a shotgun at the same time out of real life. I think it's just a marvelous working that we get to get to experience for the next yeah. two or three years with God. Yeah, glad glad nope. to glad to hear that you're seeing that. I should have brought my knife and my tissue this morning. Nah. All right, Fred. <laughs> Let's. Uh, Eric did preach Ephesians two eight through ten. Let's kind of dive into that. Maybe put in some more perspective. He already put it in perspective. We won't labor the point, but I think it's very very important. So. Let's do it. Let's do it. We want to know more about you at Real Life. We want to hear your story at Real Life. We want to discover what makes you passionate at Real Life. We want to do that at The Path. The Path is a two-week experience for you to sink your teeth into our DNA, for you to get connected and dig a little deeper at Real Life. And it's our opportunity to learn more about you. Sign up for The Path today by texting MISSION to 97000. That's MISSION to 97000. Sign up today. Fred. Yo. You've worked at a lot of church jobs or spiritually related jobs. Yep. Okay. Not of those jobs, 
but of the other jobs that you've worked. Yes. What was the one that you loved the most? That I loved? Loved mm. the most. Uh, the most. That's a hard one. Okay. I mean, I'll give you two. Top three. Okay. Well, I worked at Starbucks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, how could I forget that? I really enjoyed you that. You did love Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you just interact with people all day long. You, you, It's like every day is a little different, a little the same. Um, so that was great. You know, I mean, seriously, like you're on the register, you're meeting people all day long, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, getting to interact with them, getting to be a blessing to them. That was, I loved that. Um, so there's that. Um, you know, when I was working at Starbucks back in the day, when we were broke as everything, and so we would get, you would get a free pound of coffee every week when you worked at Starbucks. And so at Christmas time, like every single family member, the only thing that they got for me and Susan for like three years straight was a bag of coffee. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I worked hard for that. I worked hard for that. That was like part of the perk. Okay, wait, okay, stop. Stop where you are. So okay. this is where I'm going with this. All right. So did you ever look at your paycheck and say, Man, I, how many hours did I work this week? And what is this? Did you ever think that? Yes. You apparently just enjoyed your job so much no, and your coffee. It no. didn't really make a we difference. We worked for tips. Yeah. Um, so our paycheck looked pretty bad. Yeah. And, um, and you know, the tips would be a roller coaster. But the Starbucks that I worked at, Papa John, the the guy that started Papa John's, like lived close by. Yeah. And I remember one day he came in and he dropped a $100 bill in the tip jar. And I was like, yes. <laughs> well, every, well, then... Every single time he came in after that, I'm like watching him like a hawk. Is he going to drop another hundred? Is he going to drop another hundred? Never did, did he? No, nah, like every now and then a 20, but never a hundred again. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, man. The, I mean, like, yeah. So, you work your tail off and get paid pennies. Eric Malloy, uh, I tried to backdoor this. Can you see where I backdoor this? Uh, yes. No. For no, the no. wages of sin is Here, death. Oh, oh, I got you. Here's the deal. Sunday, I intentionally asked Eric to preach so yeah. that I could walk around yeah. and observe the whole experience all, all Sunday morning from yeah. every angle. And take notes, you know. Yeah. So, so I actually missed his third point, and and unfortunately, I wasn't. Anyways, I wasn't as dialed into the sermon as I would have wanted to be. Eric Eric is a long term preacher. Uh, I've heard his story. I feel he's a wonderful, founded, based upon God's word kind of guy. Yes. But he completely missed the third point. <laughs> How can you go to grace? Yeah. Gift. Yes. And then say workmanship. Just say good works, like the three G's. Where's he at? I thought he was a good, you know, Southern Baptist minister here. That's hilarious. Grace, gifts, and then he hits a W, workmanship. It, Rachel looked at me and it's like, why didn't you say good works? Because it's a G. Uh, no, Gary did a great job. probably because he is such a good I'm teasing. minister. I'm he teasing. didn't want his first I didn't have points in my sermons, and then you made fun of me because I didn't have How points. How many slides did you have the first time you preached? Faith, it? follow. Faith, fear, faith, follow. So, uh, in all seriousness, uh, you asked me, like, what you take or whatever you said, yeah. what was the expositional? Fa- I mean, he could not have presented a better expositional foundation awesome. of God's word. Awesome. That we are sinners. Our wages. That's where I was getting to the yeah. Starbucks story. Yeah. Our wage is great because we get death for what we try to do on our own. You mentioned this already about the being and doing. I said being and doing. If you're in my community group, we've been talking about being versus doing. They're not separated. I always call it, it's the same coin, just two sides of the same coin, kind of like faith and works. So uh, I just think that he just set it out easy, that we bring nothing to the table. I think that's what Ephesians 1 was kind of talking about. Whether you're a Gentile or whether you're a Jew, you bring absolutely nothing to the table. You know what I really appreciate about a sermon is it felt um, uh, refreshingly, uh, well, let me say, refreshingly unimpressive. Yeah. 
you know, in the sense of like, um, it felt like an integrity filled serving of the word, not like a flashy entertainment laced presentation. Yeah. And that was really refreshing. Yeah. Like he was himself, you know, they preaching is defined often as truth poured through personality. So he was himself, but he, you know, I get, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is I like his personality, <laughs> you no, know, like, yeah. you know, but it, it, in the sense of like, um, there was no smoke and lights. There was no attempt to woo, wow the, the crowd. Like he told some stories that were engaging that amplified the truth. Well, um, but the, 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 his delivery in serving the word and serving the people was just refreshing to me. Yeah. And having talked to him all that I have, and he's, he's also in the community group. So I've, I've heard him talk about lots of things. Uh, he's not edgy, but he's just real. If there's a real life guy, he's a real life guy. Yeah. He's not going to put on airs. He's not going to put on a, a mask or a face. Yes. He, he's just Eric Malloy and, uh, he brought it and just straightforward. I, and I, like I said, I, I hugged him afterwards and I just said, man, it was just so clear and bold of what you said. You didn't try to fancy it up. It's, I think what you just said, uh, it was just a, a an easy understanding truth of Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. As I told you, my mother brainwashed me and my brothers. I think it was her only two verses she knew, but uh, we heard 2, 8, and 9 come out of her mouth every every day, I think. I so, want to talk about verse 10. Yes. For talk- we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We we are his his workmanship. We think about that. So you made me you made me preach last October, and this was when I did my first. You were begging. You were begging. Uh, Well, Psalm one thirty nine is where I was delighted. That was Psalm one thirty nine. This is so interesting that if you connect Ephesians two ten and Psalm one thirty nine, they're almost so similar that Mm -hmm. how God knitted us together. Later in Ephesians, He's going to talk about knitting the the church together, the yes. body of Christ together. So it takes you all the way back to Psalm 139 of how you were knitted together intentionally because he loved you and because you were valued, not because of what you looked like or not what you know or what you could experience, yeah. but because God made you that way. And he says at the end, if you remember Psalm 139, there's something very similar that God has set before you work to do before there was anything before there was creation before there's adam or eve or streams or rivers or sin that god has set before us his work for us to step into so i love that i love i love the idea that we are his workmanship you know i've heard guys say we're his masterpiece you know that that he's the potter we're the clay he's building something you know so so to have like um to have like a a bad self-image is an insult is an insult to God, right? To have bad self esteem is an insult to God. Why? Because we're His workmanship. But it's not that we're His workmanship, so we just set ourselves on display and say, "Look at how great we are." It's it's we're His workmanship, so let's get busy doing His work. What? Um, yeah. So uh, it just brought something to my mind. So Alex and Kayla Martin were on here. Uh, five weeks ago yeah. time zips by and they talked about enzo um he struggles with cerebral. i can't pronounce everything but i mean they he's got a lot of struggles yeah, yeah. so yeah, uh, alex rattled off yeah he did you know, so, several things that enzo battles so nella third grade nella um your daughter 
she's reading a book with a little book club at school for a grade, and it's called Out of My Mind. It's a New York bestseller. Um, it's ri- it's written from the from the perspective first person of a little girl named Melody who has cerebral palsy, and how smart she is, but how she can't speak, how she can't get that out. Yeah. And and I'm like in tears reading this book. I have to read it, every, not have to, but I read it every night with Nella. It's our thing. It's awesome. And I'm thinking the whole time people would look at, and this is what she says in the book from the first pers- first person perspective, how people look at her as like a deformity mm. and how God created her as this beautiful masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the form of something or what it sounds like or what it looks like has nothing to do with the value that it is because it's not what it looks like or sounds like. It's who created the person. And that is our value. That is the masterpiece. Yeah, that's beautiful. I always said in my sermon, I said, you know, I have a, I have a hunchback and flat feet. I'm not the most attractive guy on the beach. It's okay because I'm still God's master. Don't make mm. fun of me. I'm still God's <laughs> masterpiece because he is who created me the way he created me. And yeah. that is the value. We get it so wrong. Yeah. I know we're not going to hit on social media. Seems like bash social media too much, but yeah. social media, it's bad. No, I'm kidding. Instagram, well, we, well, we've got to, we've got to be thoughtful. I got you. So, social media, right. so the Instagram thought, you know, the, the, all this, whatever they call it, fake brushing or whatever they do or filters. This is where we have gotten the masterpiece out of order. Yeah. It is that you are here. Yeah. Is your value. Yeah. And the work that you do is not your work, but God's work. And the value you get from your work is only because what you just said earlier, burnout, if your doing gets ahead of your being with who Christ is, yeah, you're always going to burn out. Yeah, I don't care how little you do. Yeah, if you're not at the feet of Christ, being yeah. your masterpiece with your Creator, right, man, you've got it. It's just it's never going to work. Yeah, it doesn't mean you don't work. We work hard. Yeah, that's Ephesians four or five. We work very hard, but you've got to work at being, not just doing. I know community group. My community group's like, okay, quit. So what was Beat the most the significant thing that so so I missed point three in both services with okay. the sermon, um, because I was so engaged in mm-hmm. how are things going here mm-hmm. Sunday morning because it's a good bit different when you know we're really spread out now mm-hmm. the kind of the flow and anyways what was the most significant thing Eric said in point three so Eric you said there were no tests and now Freddie's giving me a test so what I remember about the workmanship is kind of what I've already said mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. this is this is his work this is his good work nice uh and that we step into that nice now, but he did I think use the word masterpiece at least in first service oh beautiful yeah. I think he used that word yeah uh but I think he did the same thing that we are his mastery our value is in that we bring nothing to that and the works that he set before us to walk in he has done those. We are to join him there. That so, was it, man. So good. Now we could go on for days. Where, where are we headed next? Uh, verse 11, this is what I talked about right before we started the podcast. So I think Paul's been building this little argument up. Uh, not little. That's so diminutive and pejorative. Check it off. God has, uh, God has been building the argument through Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus, his letter to the church at Ephesus, to get to the point of unity and diversity, and that is where he's headed in the rest of ch- chapter two and all of three and four. And I think it's a really good time, Fred, um, as we are looking towards building a vertical uh, improvement on a piece of land that we own, that we understand that God is bringing a call to commitment and revival for the people that go to real life. And in that is complete unity. 
unity and focus to what God is working and not what a building is going to look like or not what this is going to be, but he's calling his people, the people that are associated with real life, to commit to be unified with each other for one cause, mm. and that is whatever God is doing and working. And that's mm-hmm. including maybe splitting some people off next year while you're building a building to go north side of town to plant this church. That's good. Anyway, that's my thought about that. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we got a couple things to tap on in section three, but I enjoyed this scripture meditation with you this morning. Yeah. We'll be right back. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday in real life. We believe God has put you in the neighborhood and in the job and at the ballpark or at the gym, right where he wants you to influence and invite others into his story, into a relationship with him. So here's today's challenge. Text a friend right now. Stop what you're doing. Send them a message and invite them to join you at Real Life this Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be their first step into a relationship with God. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at Real Life. So text that friend today. JV, we are back, and I just got two quick things that I want to hit on. Yep. Uh, one is we have a really cool prayer experience coming up on the land, cookout bonfire. Uh, it's going to be November 20th, starting at 3.30. That's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. That's right. So we're going to have worship in Acme Athletics coming through the City Forum. We're going to worship both services, 8.30 and 10 o'clock. But then in the afternoon, evening, we're going to come out to the land for a prayer experience. Um We've not yet as a church gathered on the land for the sole purpose of praying for the future building. This will be the first time we do it. So this is going to be really special. I hope everybody comes out, brings their community group. Um, You'll enter uh, from Sango Elementary School Playground, and um, you'll be given a leader who will lead you through the prayer experience. There'll be about four or five stations um, if, if people aren't comfortable praying out loud, they're not going to be asked to do that. So, you know, if you're not in your spiritual journey where you're really comfortable doing that, please come, you know, nobody's going to put you on the spot and ask you to, to pray out loud. Um, but lots of people will be praying and we'll be praying for the future work that God's going to do. So three thirty Sunday, November 20th, bring your community group, bring your, bring your friends, come on out, um, grill some hot dogs, you know, smoke some, roast some hot dogs. Not grill them, roast them over the fire. Um, we'll have some s'mores. It's going to be a really, really great time. Um, we'll be praying for the building. So just a little building update. Our our um, our architects, our builders, our engineers are doing a great job. Uh, we're making noticeable progress. Um, and uh, our prayer is that we'll break ground at the end of the summer, beginning of the fall next year. So um, would you begin to pray with us that God will make straight our path um, through all the planning, through all the provision, um, and that and it will come to that um, at the end of the summer, beginning of the fall, and we'll be ready to break ground. Um, there'll be a lot more engagement for the church in the months to come. Uh, um, so you'll hear more about it as we get closer um, you know, we just don't want every Sunday to be about the building and because the Bible says that we are God's building. And so, so the, so the building we're going to build is a tool so God can build his building. 
Um, so anyways, we're so fired up. We're so excited about it. Um, we just want to keep it Jesus, not keep it building, you know? Um, and so, but there will be a real focused time where the congregation is engaged. Um, so just make it a matter of prayer. Pray with us that, that, uh, as we march towards end of summer, beginning of fall, and then be ready. Uh, there'll be some times next year where everybody will be engaged and we'll have drawings and all that stuff. And folks will be able to pray into that and, I can't wait. So not this Sunday, the next Sunday. I know it depends on when you listen to it, but November 20th, that's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Regular service in the morning, 3.30 in the afternoon, coming from Sango Elementary through the opening there, and you get to pray. Have a hot dog. Sit next to a bonfire. I hope it's cold. It'll be cool. I, I bet it'll be cold by then. Cool. It's cold. The cold has been delayed. I mean, like, it's usually mm-hmm. cold by now. Yep. I've kind of enjoyed the... Yeah. Non-cold. I like cold. Um, all right. What else? So that's November the 20th. Yeah, man. That's what the else? next big thing. What else we got? Hey, Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. You'll be on, you'll be preaching. I'm preaching. Can't wait. Ephesians 2, 11 and let's, following. Let's go. That's right. Looking forward to it. All right, Fred. Uh, appreciate JB, you. I love you, man. Appreciate your back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.